you're listening to Home in Him, bringing home the joy of the gospel and helping people live as new creations. Hello, everyone. My name is Eric Wallace, and I'm here with my breathless wife, Leslie. Hmm. We welcome you to the Home in Him podcast, where our desire is to help the home experience the joy of the gospel and to live as new creations in Christ. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. I like that breathless because I feel like I'm out of breath from running on a hamster treadmill. Is that what you meant by that? That is exactly (laughs) what I meant. (laughs) You nailed it. We are here coming to you again from the trenches. I feel like I say that often, but we do like to just kind of share about real life experiences and hope that that will encourage all of our listeners out there. And right now, our trenches involve washing all of the dishes on the front porch with two buckets and running upstairs every time you have to go to the bathroom because we have no running water downstairs because of some kitchen and bathroom work that we're having done. And it has been that way all week. It has. Yay. it's going to be there for a A while while longer. longer. So that is where we are. Everything is disheveled and thrown about and um, nothing feels like it can be done quite perfectly. So it's kind of just got us in a bit of a slump. I feel like it's, you know, we're waiting, obviously, for things to get put back. And that was kind of what inspired the topic for this podcast. Because as I've been thinking about it, we do find ourselves waiting quite often as Christians, as people. You know, you you think about all the things. Remember the days when we waited to graduate from college or we waited to get married We wait for a sickness to pass, or a raise, or to move into a bigger house. Or wait to have children. Or a pregnancy, yes, that you're waiting for. The list goes on. Exactly. Oh, yeah. I'm always waiting for that. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So, exactly. There's always things that we, there are always things we're waiting for. I've been pondering what God wants us to do with that. Because so often we just are saying oh, if only this is this were done, or when this is finished, then I can fill in the blank. You know, we're just, we, that's our natural bend is just to wait for it to pass and, you know, and think life will really begin when this trial or whatever is over. But what we often forget is that there's just five more waiting <laughs> on the other end. So exactly, we have this panacea that we can, if we can just get through, fill in the blank. Yeah. Then there'll be downtime. Right. And then it's, things will get better. But right. Something new comes up. Something new comes up. Right. So how do we live in these moments? And what does God want for us here? I think that's just something that we'd like to unpack a little bit today. And In unpacking, we certainly don't have all the answers, and I think that the answer is different for every person in every situation. You know, I I have to jump in and say something here as you're bringing us through the introduction of what we're going to say, and it is the fact that um, you just said this, you, you probably weren't even thinking about it, but you said God. Hmm. 
that as people who have faith in God, who love the Lord Jesus Christ and have trusted him, that that brings us a lot of hope and encouragement. And purpose, I would say. That we are not alone. Right. That when we are united to God in Christ, you know, by faith, we we have the most important thing that we need. And I think that we can take that for granted. Mm -hmm. And what that looks like, of course, is not really draining the richness and the wealth out of our relationship with God that we should go to and that we should apply, that we should use as strength for moments seasons yeah like we're talking about right and because we know god and who he is we know that he has a purpose for even the waiting like we're not just supposed to get through it and that's kind of one of my first points is just i think it's good to take the time to stop and say what are you doing god what am i supposed to be learning please show me open my eyes because it's just you know the natural response, like I said, is just to say, let me get past this. But what do you want us to see in this or learn from it? You know, I think that's kind of a good starting point. A lot of times the answer's not obvious. True. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. It doesn't come right. Yeah, it doesn't just immediately shout at you. Oh, that's it. Okay, now I see. I think looking at things like this as seasons is helpful yeah because a lot of times it takes going through something multiple times or experiencing the same type of thing multiple ways Mm -hmm. before we really catch on with what what god wants us to learn yeah right so you were reading this morning to the family yes i was reading this morning in psalms Mm -hmm. in particular psalm 46 and I was wrestling with exactly what Leslie's talking about, you know, the waiting on the Lord through seasons that are really difficult. And the thought occurred to me, I'm sure prompted by the Spirit, was be still and know that I am God. That's a very familiar verse in church world. Yeah. And uh, that's found in Psalm 46, that's verse 10. And I thought it would be real interesting to go back and relook at that psalm in its entirety. Mm-hmm. What's the context of being still and knowing that I am God? Yeah. And I thought that I would read just verse 1 and 2. It's only 11 verses, but I'm only going to read Psalm 46, 1 and 2. It says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear... Though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. The, the context here of being still and knowing that, that God is God yeah. is, I mean, something so cataclysmic as the mountains being moved into the heart of the sea. Though the earth gives way. I mean, these, the experiences that we have in life that we decry, that we hate, that we wish were different, and that we should pray for relief from, 
are still experiences that God is using. Right. And well, it's funny when you he you read today to the family, you said, I just wanted to look at the context of this verse. And I said, oh, yeah, that's interesting. And after you read the chapter, I just was laughing to myself because I have always looked at that verse and had this picture of of cozy cup of coffee in my hand, sitting on the porch overlooking a lake, thinking how great God is in his creation, which of course there are those moments when we're still and we see God's greatness. But in this context, it was much more in the middle of the storm, be still and know that he's God. Which is the absolute hardest thing it for is. us to do because we want to get out of the storm. Right. And so we stress at looking for ways out. And right. that's not to say that we shouldn't. Right. It's not to say that we don't pray to God for relief. Yeah. But I think the ultimate relief that we all need that God wants us to see and, and why he permits the storms is himself. Exactly. That he is our refuge and strength. That he is the place where we go to find peace in the midst of very uh, trying, mm -hmm. peaceless circumstances. Right. Yeah. And I definitely am learning about myself in all this. I've noticed that my natural response is to run to fix things. And I may even justify not reading the Bible in the morning or not taking the full time to pray because I'm trying to take care of making things better and finding the comfortable way to get through this. And there are mornings like that. I mean, there are right, mornings right. we don't read and we don't pray because the situation is just such that we're in it. Right. You know, but God is a God of grace and mercy. Yes. And so he does not say, oh, you missed out this morning, so I'm not going to bless you today. Right. You know, that the blessings that we enjoy, we have in Christ because of what he's done already for us. Yeah. So we can depend on that. And it's that knowledge that turns us around and draws us back to God so that we don't fall into the trap. Mm -hmm. I feel like, oh, well, we're kind of only partly blessed today by God or we should only expect part blessing yeah. because of our faithlessness. But what does Paul tell Timothy in the book of Timothy? You know, that when we are faithless, he remains faithful. Mm -hmm. But doesn't that just encourage you? You know, that even when we're struggling, God remains faithful. Is that not a reason, you know, to celebrate the fact that we know this God personally? Yeah. And we have him to depend on that he is our refuge and strength. Very true. So something that I just wanted to share here that I, I have noticed and observed about myself that I come back to often is actually it's an article written by David Paulson, the late David Paulson. And he wrote this article. I think it's one of his most well-known pieces. He's one of the well, he what what he was a counselor, actually that one of the founders of CCEF Christian Counseling Education Foundation. That yeah. would be CCEF.org. Right, exactly. <laughs> Definitely an awesome ministry yeah. up there in the Philadelphia, Pennsylvania area. Right. So many great resources. I've mentioned classes I've taken, but he uh, he wrote this article on Psalm one nineteen, and I was just gonna I highlighted a few little tidbits to to bring out, but um. Of course, we know Psalm 119 is the longest chapter in the Bible, and that's about all most of us know about it, but he really broke it down. And one of the things that he said is, um, 
you know, in looking at Psalm 119 and what you're supposed to take away, he says, imagine now that you can say whatever's on your mind and say how you're really feeling because insane self-centeredness has been washed away from what you honestly think and feel. Such honesty is what Psalm 119 expresses and what is intended to work in you. It's about life's painful realities and it's about the gifts of God and it's about how those two meet, talk, come to grips and find life's highest delight. So he goes into, I mean, it's a long article. He talks about how the psalm kind of transitions from talking about God and how great he is to the psalmist talking about his struggles and being honest with God about them and just walking through them and then, you know, being reminded of God's faithfulness in the storm is kind of, that's a very brief overview of the article. Yet one of his other quotes is he says, I need time to listen and think if I'm ever going to hold up to my end of the conversation with God. I thought that was kind of uh, creative, but you know, it just, it does take times when we're in these waiting room times, I guess I, I think back to Psalm 119 because it's in those times when we do really need to kind of just be quiet, be still and, and listen to God and, and talk about what's bothering us with him and be real because he's there to hear us and he wants to walk through it, you know, and so often in hard times or in waiting times, like I've said, our, our goal is to just get through it and make it as comfortable as possible. And sometimes God just wants us to just walk through it, you know, and just, he wants us to know him. Yeah. And I think, you know, as a couple, you know what it's like when, you know, your spouse is not telling you everything that's on their mind. I mean, you have that sense that there's something that they're not telling you. I'm sure you never have that sense. (laughs) That never happens in marriage, of course. Right. uh, All the time, but... You know, why do we want to know? I mean, we love each other and we want to help each other. And when we know that there's a problem that is not spoken or known, then it's like there's this division in our relationship. And, you know, God is God and he is fully righteous and holy. And and so not taking any of that away from him, he is also a he's a relatable God. He's a personal God. And so he wants us. Just like in marriage, uh, where you want your spouse to level with you, it's like in our relationship with him, he wants us to level with him. Right. In part, I mean, really, to the end of us coming to know him better, to see his provision and his faithfulness for us. Yeah. And so we don't need to be afraid to come. He knows anyway. Right, exactly. Because he is all-knowing. Right. He knows our thoughts. (laughs) So that's really kind of a kind of a conundrum there right. for us when it's like, well, I'm not going to share that with God right. in prayer. Well, you know, why not? He knows anyway. Yeah. He knows better than you do than you do mm-hmm. what's going on. So it's great that God is that way. Right. And, and and that's when we wait, that fosters the conversation with God where we can see a little more clearly what we're dealing with and what is it that he wants us to find provision in him for. Right. We can see, like you said, what he has for us, but also get to know our own hearts better. And really, you know, as you talk it through with him, we expose ourselves in that conversation. And, you know, God uses that to help us to deepen our dependency on him. Yes. So that's where we are. We're waiting and trying to wait 
well. One thought that I had as Leslie and I are talking is that waiting on God is never really passive. It's really active. Yeah. And that we're waiting on him, but we're not waiting with our hands folded. We are waiting by continuing to walk faithfully Mm. in obedience to what he has clearly revealed. And one of the ways that dawned on me, you know, this morning was just how important it is that we are in the word Mm. and praying. Mm -hmm. Our circumstances can seem so overwhelming that all we want to do is talk about the situation Mm. or talk through what we're waiting to get out of or waiting to finish. Obviously, it's good to talk together about these things. But when it comes to what God is really after, God is, again, he's after our dependence on him and and us finding our supply fully and totally in him. And so that is an active search. We never can rest on our laurels in that way. Mm. And so this morning, when Leslie and I were out on the porch, I really wanted to talk about some of the issues that we're working through here at the house and just so many different things going on Mm. all over the place. And it was tempting, really, to not read the Word Mm. and to not pray because it just feels bad better sometimes more productive more productive to try to talk through something that you know we can't fully talk through right and uh and we read the word we pressed through Hmm. by god's grace and mercy and and this was a this was a great encouragement to me personally Hmm. uh that my waiting still involves following through on the things i know i need to be doing while i'm waiting on him to hear from him which is reading the word, praying, and having you know conversation around him. And, and you know, what is it that God is teaching us as we're waiting on him? How mm. do we see him working in our lives and the lives of other people that are part of what we're waiting on? So I encourage you in that. And I end, as I always do, just reminding you that because we are new creations in Christ, we can walk faithfully.